0: And the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, joins us now on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Brooke Carey and Randy Kerbs, good morning. How you doing?
1: Randy, I'm doing great.
0: How are you guys? Doing really well, and it's really amazing in the Blues, what, 50, how many years, 56 years now? The, the level of talent that they've had is so remarkable, and it's really hard to whittle down the players that you'd like to be in a Blues Hall of Fame.
1: It is, and... You, you might remember because I know you're, you're part of the committee that, that nominates uh, players as well and justifiably so. Do you remember a good number of years back, might be six, seven years ago, when we were originally talking about this in the Ring of Honor and you were part of a meeting that we had and uh, with about six, seven, like just even coming up with the criteria of what you have to meet to be considered? Is a challenge for an organization, whether organizations are trying to figure out how to retire a number, you know, and, and different rules and things. Like, for example, you say, well, you had to play like 300 games for the Blues to go into the Hall of Fame. Well, if you had to play 300 regular season games, that would eliminate Adam Oates, right? Exactly. You're like, well, wait a minute. That, that doesn't <laughs> make sense. So, like, just coming up with the criteria um, is, is a unique challenge of the process.
0: It really is. And one of the things I like about this, Curbs, and we were just talking off the air about Kelly Chase. And one of the qualifications is demonstrated exceptional attributes in the areas of playing ability, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the St. Louis Blues. If we're going to talk about character and contributions to the St. Louis Blues and contributions to the St. Louis community, Kelly Chase is an easy number one for me.
1: Yeah, and and that's that, to me, is one of the great things, frankly, about the sport of hockey. Like, you can argue whether or not Scott Mellanby should be in the National Hockey, or not, not the, it's, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame. And the, the reason is, is that this sport is so much more than just stats and numbers. Character and grit have actually played as much a role in the lore and the necessity of the sport of hockey that, you know obviously it's just certain numbers guarantee and put you in in the, in the hall of fame for the you know the, in toronto finally put pierre turgeon in way too late but they, they like, like it's one of those it's a sport where there are certain factors and intangibles that are hard to put numbers on and play such a huge role so in this case you are talking something like uh kelly chase and a tony twist and what they meant during an era and things like that that frankly could be and should be considered
0: well curbs now we're going to put you on the spot because we've been discussing maybe our five that we would vote for who we think personally of course the fan vote can go a million different ways but who do you think will be inducted this year
1: uh i'm not going to go into the predictive mode of who i think will be inducted (laughs) because i have no idea um but what i have no problem telling you who my top five were for this year's ballot um i put I put Jimmy Roberts number one, nice. the very first ever blue, uh, and when I when I look at just you know what he meant, you're talking about a player that in his career was voted as one of the top 100 Montreal Canadiens of all time. The role that he played, and at the time, remember, well, some fans may not remember, so I shouldn't say that, like, you know, back in the early day, you didn't have six defensemen, you had four defensemen on a team. And the fact that Jimmy Roberts could play as both a forward and a defenseman was such a huge part of the success of this franchise those first three years that they went to the Stanley Cup Final. So, and and again, like I said, the first ever blue, and then what he did uh, with Joe Quenville on the coaching staff, the character like we just talked about, to me, Jimmy Roberts was, was, uh, for me, number one. Alexander Steen was number, I'm sorry, Michael Ute was number two on my list. Uh, I mean, still holds the record for most wins in franchise history as a goalie. Uh, that one kind of speaks for itself in, in terms of how important he was to this franchise before they traded him to Hartford. And then uh, number three is Alexander Steen. Now, I had Alexander Steen on my list last year, and I realized that there were some older players that, that needed to go in and, and had and some other aspects like that. But, guys, when you look at Alexander Steen, you're talking you know about a guy that is, what, top eight in terms of, uh goals. He's he's I think there's only like seven or eight players that have hit two hundred goals and he finished with one hundred and ninety five. He's like fifth or sixth overall in points, uh eighth overall in assists, an absolute leader, twelve years with this team, like and then of course winning the Stanley Cup. Alexander Steen to me is a is a no brainer for but, this year. And by the
0: way, Kerms, uh, because we tend to forget this, there was a two or three year stretch where Alexander Steen was their best player.
1: Oh, listen, this is a guy that played every kind of minute, all over the place, was on their top line, absolutely. You know, and you know it's kind of a crazy to me, like I was looking at it, it, the fact that Alexander Steen really didn't get more recognition on a regular basis as a selfie winner or a selfie candidate is mind-blowing. But when he when he retired, when his career ended, he was fourth on the Blues in games played, tenth in goals, sixth in assists, sixth in points one of just six players to play three hitter to get 300 or more assists with the team. I mean, it's really, he ended up with some franchise great numbers there. So he was then right behind him or even right with him or above him. Pavel Demetra mm-hmm. to me is, uh, is kind of a no brainer uh, as well. I mean, when we started looking at the offensive numbers that the Blues have put up over the last couple of years, and whether it be back-to-back 70-point seasons, uh, goals, it, every time you looked it up, we were saying, "Well, this is the first time since Demetra. It's the first time since Pavel Demetra did it." You know, and and Pavel Demetra finished his career with seventh all-time in Blues points and just under 500 games played, and uh, I mean, just and, and actually, and we don't, don't people. Pavel Demetra won the Lady Bing too. When he was right. with the Blues at 99-2000 season. And then uh, my fifth one on my ballot uh, there, Randy, was Curtis Joseph. That goes without saying. I, I think Lee Ute is to go in before Cujo then Cujo. And in the builders category, my three recommendations were Susie Matthews, who mm-hmm. held the, was the first woman to hold a, that PR position in professional sports um, and, and such, I think, an important part of this franchise. Uh, Mike Shanahan and what he did to help uh, keep this franchise going, and his leadership is so revered by both players and people that worked for him. And Gus Kyle was my third one because he's as legendary as it gets when people still talk blues hockey.
0: Curbs, I'm I'm glad you
1: said Cujo. Neither one of these guys had it on, had him on their list. I did. Um, when I think of blues hockey at the the old St. Louis Arena, he's one of the first few names that pop into my brain. What 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 made him special? Well, he fighter he was an athletic goaltender and, and 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 he battled in net guys i actually believe i believe firmly that curtis joseph uh beyond the blues hall of fame curtis joseph belongs in the hockey hall of fame mm-hmm. when, he re- when he retired he was fourth all-time in wins and i mean it it turns my stomach to be honest with you to see henrik lundquist go in on, on a first ballot and curtis joseph still sitting there mm-hmm. and the and the hockey hall of fame had to right some wrongs here The Hockey Hall of Fame, before they could put, like, to put the Sedine twins, who were terrific players, two of the best players of their generation, but to put them in the Hall of Fame before Pierre Turgeon, who was the only player with 1,300 points not in the Hall of Fame, just made no sense. I, they wanted to put Henrik Lundqvist in the Hockey Hall of Fame. To do so, they had to get guys like Mike Vernon and some other goalies in there, which is why you're seeing the Hall of Fame class that you're seeing this year with the Hockey Hall of Fame, because you couldn't start putting guys like, like Lundqvist or the Sedins or, frankly, several others that I'm blanking off the top of my head right now without getting some of those others in. Like, there was no more forward until Crosby or Ovechkin retire that should be going into the Hall of Fame before Pierre Turgeon. And so they got that righted. They, they got Vernon in there this year. So they, they did some of that, and they had to do that to open the doors so they could put the, the, the Henrik Lundqvist in. Curtis Joseph, and, and the drawback that they're going to say, that, that when you talk to people about this, well, he didn't win any major awards, and he didn't win a Stanley Cup. I do not believe that championships is a major criteria, for Hall of Fame status, when your numbers are as good as his ended up being, and the other factor that you start to have when you start talking Roberto Luongo, Henrik Lundqvist. Now I know Curtis Joseph towards the end of his career had a few of these, but guys like shootout wins is now a major factor here in in totals for in totals for uh, these goaltenders for Lundqvist for Luongo. Curtis Joseph had a few of them. But nowhere near the number of shootout wins that these guys had. Those guys still played in the league when when games ended in a tie. So that that's why to me Curtis Joseph is a is a, is a real strong candidate and will if not this year maybe he will this year. It's all depends on fan votes and he was extremely popular. Now listen, I, I did have to get past something personal. There, there was one night I was at a bar down in uh, down on the landing, and I was up there with my buddy Paul Rody and we were we were on, I think it was the the, the top level of it might have been Sundeckers, I think, and it was the place. And we were playing bubble hockey, and I looked to my left, and Curtis Joseph was sitting there with somebody, and I tried to pay him five <laughs> bucks to play goalie for me. And he turned me down. He turned down a raging contract of five bucks to play bubble hockey goalie for me. So, uh, But I got past that, and I think he's a Hall of Famer.
0: And by the way, to get back to the start of this conversation about how difficult it is, you just listed five players, and Keith Kachuk wasn't one of them. And that shows you how difficult this is.
1: Yeah, and th- that's true, and, and you know, what and, and and Keith Kachuk is going to be on this ballot, and 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 will be in. Now, remember, if it's I got to be honest with you, I'm drawing a blank, so forgive me on this. Whether it's three, three that go in, and then and then a builder, you know, but but Keith Kachuk, who still played what 540, I think it might be 543 games, finished sixth all time in goals, you know, twelfth all time in points. Spent nine years in St. Louis. Um, I, I just think. It's still, like, you've got to put somebody like Pavel Dimitri in there, you know, ahead mm-hmm. of him and, okay. and that kind of thing. So, but, but at some point he is in there. But you're right. I mean, and you got to, like, the thing is, Randy, when we talked about so many greats, because of this franchise that had different ownership issues over the time, some of those greats just didn't get an opportunity to last as long as they needed. I mean, we didn't get to see the career of Joe Mullen and, you know, well, let's go back to Michael Uton and so many others that were moved along because of ownership and financial issues and things that um, that that, that's why when that criteria come, we have to almost look at at smaller windows and, and the impact of some of those players. But when you start to get into the area of like an Alexander Steen of 12 years, you know, finished fifth all overall in points. I mean, I mean, guys, when you when you consider who Alexander Steen, for example, was behind when it comes to. The players with more points than him—you're talking Federico Hall, uh, Gary Younger, Brian Sutter, and then and Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, we're we're talking some greats that uh, that guys, some guys have moved into in terms of the franchise history here. Curbs, real quick question, uh, off topic of the hockey that's going on—you were at all worried about Saquon Barkley? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I, absolutely, I am. I mean, we finally we finally get a chance to. You know, to to get on a roll and get the big blue rolling again, I'll tell you what. And now, Gary, don't come through the radio at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm to put you in a little old school category here. But I, I don't blame players for this because of the way teams can unilaterally just cut a player just to make salary cap work for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. But it's amazing to me how diva oriented running backs have become in a league that has become a passing league. Curves. Like, I actually, like, like, Carrie, I actually think that in in some ways the players themselves, and you have, I, I understand why. I think kind of they overvalue themselves to some degree versus some of the numbers that they put up. Curbs, I can tell you this: I you played know? running back a couple of games in the NFL, and they deserve every well, dollar because I woke up with things hurting on me that I didn't even know I had. You got yeah, twenty-two but, eyes looking at you when the ball is in your hands. So yeah, but yeah, but you, you, yeah, but you were the one you 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 did more blocking at the time than these guys did. I would rather block and run.
0: Trust me, yep.
1: it was painful. So, it's <laughs> it, it's it, I totally understand why why they do it and i understand contractually why they have to do it but whole like you got to make your money when you can make your money and i don't i don't blame an athlete for that whatsoever it's just for if you're the giants you get the dang thing done so you, you can continue to build
0: Right, right. I'm with you. And, Curbs, when it gets handed to you, you've got 22 eyes looking at you. But when you're playing against JPP, only 21 hands <laughs> trying to tackle you. Randy,
1: JPP hasn't <laughs> done anything to anyone <laughs> you know on this show. Aim <laughs> <laughs> like, for the pinky every time. Oh.
0: <laughs> hey, Curbs, we, we can't finish this conversation without you hearing this. Here we go. McClellan's
1: down okay. on the ice. Sample. Here comes Shovel Day.
0: He'll be thrown
1: gets into it curtis joseph grabs shovel day and the two goalies go at it head to hand and joseph with three great rights to shovel day <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that does it uh, well it doesn't get any better than that kenny's call was excellent with that and listen if fans if fans haven't read curtis's book cujo like get it not his story about growing up and how, like, it, it is a terrific human interest story. Like Curtis Joseph is one of my all-time favorite St. Louis Blues. You know, that was my era growing up too. So, like, I just, like, I'm a, I'm a huge crew Joe Honk, even if he did turn me down on that huge fight. I mean, listen, I was a college kid. Five bucks had some pretty and serious beer money that was laid on the table. Come I'm not on, saying he's pulling it. I wasn't saying he pulled a Barkley, but I expected better there, all right? right.
0: <laughs> Curbs, have a great day.
1: All right, guys, have
0: an awesome week. Thanks. See you, brother. Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN.